0: Hi, hi, howdy, howdy, hi, hi. Well, everyone is minus, you could call me multiply. Just so you know, yes, yes, I'm that guy. You could give five fingers, and I'm not waving high. Guess I'm never ending. You could call me pie, but really, how long till the world realize? Yes, yes, I'm the best. Fuck what you heard. Anything less just obviously It is just a bird, more like an eagle. This is my movie, stay tuned for the sequel. Seems so wrong, seems so illegal. that this in the back like a foul ball, free throw. Yep, yep, you know that I go. This is me on the regular, so you know.
1: Hi, I'm Elia Einhorn, and you're listening to the TalkHouse Music Podcast. The TalkHouse team set up camp at Pitchfork Music Festival in Chicago recently and recorded some fantastic artist-on-artist talks. Last episode, you heard a quick chat between Brian Wilson and Carly Rae Jepsen, as well as Kamasi Washington and Thundercat in conversation. In upcoming weeks, we'll drop more talks recorded at the fest between Julia Holter and Broken Social Scene's Kevin Drew, BJ the Chicago Kid and Mick Jenkins, and Spencer Tweedy and the band Whitney. Today, we present Shamir in conversation with Aaron Mayne of Porches. Shamir Bailey, who performs as Shamir, grew up in a musical family in Las Vegas. He's the perfect millennial post-genre poster child, a country song-loving teenage punk rocker who ended up as a pop dance R&B star with the release of his 2015 indie hit debut record, Ratchet, released when he was just 21. That album and its single on the regular Featured retro 80s synths and drum machines that lent themselves more to the club than the mosh pit or honky tonk. And Shamir was an instant internet sensation. But he hasn't abandoned his roots. Though Shamir played a dancy set at Pitchfork Festival, he performed a solo country-style set at an after-show party the same weekend. Porches is the nom de plume of singer-songwriter Aaron Main. Porches' first LP, The Beautiful Slow Dance in the Cosmos, was a mostly live-band indie rock-esque affair. Main signed with Domino Records and took a stylistic turn with this year's follow-up album *Pool*, bringing a synth-heavy electronic vibe to his gorgeous, falsetto-laced melancholia. Since the album's release, Porches have been playing to bigger and bigger audiences across Europe and America. When their tours brought Porches and Shamir to Pitchfork Fest, the two were thrilled for the rare chance to catch up in person. Their talk takes in such topics as a song versus its arrangement, demoing solo as opposed to performing with their full band lineups, Working with guitars or electronics and Taylor Swift. She comes up a couple of times. The conversation starts with Shamir asking Aaron about his songwriting process. Check it out.
0: is me on the regular you is on the regular so I know we're both songwriters. And um, I don't know, I, like everyone's process is like very different. Like people always ask me like what comes first the music or like the lyrics or like blah, 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 blah. So I'm just like interested, in like what's usually typically your songwriting process? Because I know it usually changes, at least for me.
2: Yeah. Um, it's always sort of been the same where I think I just write something until I feel like I found something like a line or two that works and then I'll like go back and like play like sing that line like a five million times until it fits into like some sort of melody and then just write the rest. But I guess recently the, the like production thing is what I've been excited about and just so like once that first part is done then I just try and dress it up I guess in some way that feels new and all the like electronic stuff is so new to me that
0: yeah
2: um it's nice to like be super excited about that part cuz sometimes it doesn't get stale but it's just cool when i have that it's like when you get like a like new piece of clothing that you're, like, super excited yeah. to, like, wear the next day or something. I, I feel, totally. I still kind of feel like that with recording. Like, I'm just really giddy to, like, get there and just make new sounds and stuff, so.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like, in a sense, like, people know me more for my electronic sound, but I come from a very, like, pump, punk country Background, So I, I definitely have been, you know, used to to, to writing on, on guitar and everything. So I feel like we're kind of like in the same boat in that sense where we started off writing, you know, more acoustically and yeah. like, you know, more guitar then like came into like more of an electronic sound. Yeah. So like how, how, I don't know, like how was that process for you? Because it was like a very new thing for me. Like it was not necessarily bad, but it was definitely kind of like a moment of breakdown for me a little bit. Only because it was supposed to be more of an experimental thing for me. Yeah. And people started to take that more seriously than anything else I've ever done. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, like, I feel like people respect both your more acoustic stuff and also electronic stuff. And, like, you're bo- known for both things.
2: Yeah. Well, I guess I did the more, like, singer-songwriter thing mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah, I don't really know. I I was expecting, like more of like a backlash from and I feel like there are maybe older fans that are like fuck this new mm-hmm. porch stuff.
0: Well you see honestly because I'm, I'm an OG fan I always loved like the more like acoustic stuff and the more singer songwriter stuff and, and when I heard that it was going to be more electronic I was like mm-hmm. but <laughs> after hearing the album I was just so blown away because like and I think that's what a lot of people also see in my music is that like the songs are still there and the songs are still very solid and like that's what's more important like a friend of mine always like when it comes to production he's like it's all soda water right like you think of songs as soda water you want really good soda water to make whatever flavor of soda you want yes you know. I feel
2: like the song or the beauty of like being able to write a song on the guitar is that you know if it doesn't hold up on guitar like
0: Exactly. Don't waste
2: your time. I think it's just a good craft that you have, you know, and it once you have that, it's just fun to be able to kind of try different things, presenting it different ways, I guess. Totally.
0: Yeah. And I when it comes to electronic music, I find that it can be either melody oriented or beat oriented. And I feel like yourself is still very melody oriented instead of just kind of being like E D M, which is like that's not how your music is. It's right. still very you know songwriter and folky in that way it's more like the electronic aspects of it was an embellishment mm-hmm. in, in my opinion and like that's what I loved about it
2: when you started did you like get into beats and like making beats and stuff or was it more
0: from the first time I got my guitar till like 16 I I only did country music exclusively I was like trying to be Taylor Swift pretty much like I was going to honky tonks and doing all of that and then um obviously with my voice and image and everything that threw people off so I that made me very angsty and then I started my punk band Cool. And I I didn't do electronic music until I got a hand me down drum machine. Cool. And I just started to experiment with that. I didn't know anything about electronic music. I didn't know what house music was. I did like my only electronic influences was like Zola Jesus and like Ostra. Cool. Like that's all I really like knew. It's
2: best when it's like that where you just yeah. have one thing and you're like you just make the the weirdest stuff. I mean, that's
0: that's how I write. That's not having a bunch of things that my like in my possession is like it's the best way I write. Like I like having a sense of just like, okay, I want to use like what I have around me and like not just have like a whole spread in front of me. Like I don't have a computer.
2: That's amazing. I
0: don't. I'm barely on guitars like I'm mostly like I have a four track and I just record and write with anything I can find around me
2: that's cool yeah for the I felt like I was getting kind of distracted by like computer stuff Mm -hmm. like towards the end of the last record so I decided to like not to like step away and I got another four track and just made like eight songs and I love it on the tape because you can you can't like come back to it like you're just forced exactly. to finish you have to like you can't like just finish the lyrics later or like figure out you just have to like commit in yeah. a way that you never have to on the computer I think you waste so much time kind of
0: it makes you a better singer too in my better singer.
2: Yeah. yeah I think it's really healthy to just finish the damn song
0: now you have a live band yes um you too I do also have a live band but I wanted to know because I'm kind of a cheater I have a musical director (laughs) so I I just kind of like show up to practice and and sing and tell them what I don't want and want but do you do you have a musical director do you are you your musical director yeah
2: I'm the director and uh Two members of the band, Kevin and Saya.
0: Saya, love Saya. I, l- I lived with Saya for a bit.
2: That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Yeah, so they've been, or we've been porches for like four years, maybe five, through like all of the shit. And it's been through like a lot of different, there have been members in and out, but I think this current lineup has been steady. So yeah, we just practice like once a week and mm-hmm. usually like, have the song mostly flushed out and like an idea of how I want to arrange it. And then from there, we'll just kind of work it out and see what works. Because before it it was all, the first portrait stuff was all electronics. There was hardly any guitars. Mm -hmm. And then we would have to figure out how to just present it with like a five piece band. Like a rock band, which seems
0: like so hard. Like I don't know how my music. It was music really does exhausting,
2: and, and and fun, but also like, there came a point where the I was really happy with how Pool sounded and put a lot of work into like making those sounds, and so for the first time, I was like, I want to finally just try and recreate the album as close as we can.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so we had that was a lot of figuring out. I mean, it's so weird coming from a background of playing with you know, like all live instruments and stuff and there's like a backing track and
0: mm-hmm.
2: like samplers and stuff. At first it...
0: So you get used to that click.
2: What? You got to get used uh, to yeah, that click.
0: That's hard. It's, it's hard to weird. play It's weird,
2: yeah. At first it really felt like bad and like not natural, but <laughs> I think just like anything, you get used to it and then it feels... Yeah, it's a again. whole nother
0: skill, definitely. Yeah.
2: How often do you practice?
0: Not often at all. I mean, well... I really don't. I mean, we practiced hard um, when the album came out. And then we we didn't practice for a while until my headlining tour, which was last fall. And we just practiced um, a little bit before this only because I was premiering a new song. But we don't practice that much because we've been playing nonstop. Right. So That's
2: insane yeah. how much you've been playing.
0: Yeah. I mean, like. The, Are you okay? I, I'm happy now because last last night was my last show of the year. Yes. Congrats. That's Thank amazing. You. Thank you. Yes. It was like a whole 360 circle because Pitch work last year was one of the first hustles I ever played. Okay. And to like end this year is like, wow. it's insane. That's crazy. Yeah, That's perfect.
2: That's cool. Can you just can
0: like see the growth. Or at least I know I've seen the growth.
2: Yeah.
0: And, um, and a lot of people who saw me last year, you know, it's like, the oh my God. like.
2: Is- record breaking yeah
0: yeah it's like I feel like more comfortable now like on stage and like in my skin and like having like more just like just like vibing with learning how to vibe with people more yeah and like do you have like a,
2: a number of how many shows he played this year
0: this year this year's not as bad as last year. This year I I did the Langway Festival in Australia and I did the Duran Duran tour and those are my only like real tours. Everything else was just like one off festivals. Okay. So it wasn't that many. Cool. I didn't really I didn't really tour that much this year, but
2: Do you know where you're gonna live?
0: I live or in Philadelphia. You live in Philly now? Yeah. I love it. That's cool. Yeah. Well like all my friends like saw saw you at um you and transfer
2: yeah that was amazing with Alex show. right with Alex love him you guys should collab that would be amazing I mean that would,
0: that would be amazing like he's he's one of like my he just like just like saves ever like period
2: same yeah that tour was we saw them play every night and still all everyone wanted to listen to in the car was Alex You we were just like going through the catalog like like, do you guys know how to play this song? Like, play this song tonight? <laughs> I mean, it's so just good. like
0: tuning, to just songwriting, to just like everything. Like when I first heard Harvey, I actually cried. I was still living in Vegas and my mom was like dropping me off like at my house. And I was like in the backseat listening to Harvey like crying. And my mom was like, Are you okay? And I'm like, no. And I just like ran out of went into my room and like <laughs> listened to it on repeat like 20 more times. So I was like, he's so amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's scared of me though, because every time I see him, I like I'm just a fangirl.
2: He might be scared of him. everyone.
0: Yeah, he's a very timid person. And I'm obviously very like, <sighs> like I, I'm I'm a stan. Like I can't help it.
2: Same. It's <laughs> <That's> funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, sweet kid, sweet kid. But yeah, the Philly scene is really amazing. I love it out there. Um, I have him. Harmony's cool. down there, right? Yeah. Um, Sadie from Speedier Tees.
2: Did she move there too? Mm-hmm. Cool. We moved around
0: the same time. Well, I've been to my new place around the same time as she moved. So we were like, you know, talking about furniture shopping and all that. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love her.
2: New York next ever?
0: I mean, I lived in New York to record my album. The only thing about New York for me is that it lacks a bit of chillness that Philly does, like that Philly has. And New York is a lot for me coming straight from this, like North Las Vegas, which is super rural. Like I grew up yeah. across here from a farm my whole life, you know.
2: Where can I hear the like country songs?
0: <laughs>
2: Are they no, out there anywhere? No.
0: no. I every time I tried to record my country stuff cuz I was very young. You know, I didn't know anything about four tracks. I don't know how to record on a computer. So I would go to studios and all those recordings sounded wow. horrible cuz no one no one in Vegas knows how to like Wow, yeah, just record. like
2: kind of budget studio. Yeah. I can imagine. I bet you they're amazing though.
0: No. I'm, I can see I don't even have anything, and I burnt everything, and like nothing exists. It's what about really the bad. punk
2: band? Are there any- the,
0: Yeah, it's called Anorexia. Like, we still have like a band camp or something. Oh,
2: cool. I'll check yeah, that I'm out. I'm
0: more proud of that. I think that's some of the best stuff that's ever done.
2: Do you think you'll ever revisit or like bring some like punk rock elements into? Yeah, Shemir? I mean, I
0: am not with the new stuff. The new stuff is definitely more, it's more guitar based, cool. it's more melody driven. Um, I'm pretty much writing everything on piano and guitar. It's amazing. And it's been built you know that way, where it's like ratchet was more half and a half, mm-hmm. like sometimes it'd be like built from beats and it sometimes it would be built from like me on piano or guitar. but this one I've been writing all of myself um with like just like building the melody and like from guitar and everything. I I'm really excited to
2: hear it. yeah, I want to get some voice memos.
0: Yeah, except actually, except except for the the song that I played yesterday, that was my only beat driven one. And like, I was like, the beat was just like really so good. My producer who I recorded my my EP and album with um, Nick, he he was like, I know you're like really going more like melody driven on this, but like, I have the song. And it reminds me of Philly, and I think that you know because he's also from Philly too. And he's like, I think it embodies the Philly spirit and everything. And I listened to it and. Wrote the song in, like, five minutes, like, literally. It's just, like... That's sick. I didn't. I felt like I needed a Philly song because I had a song called Vegas on my last album. That's so cool. So this is kind of, like, you know, a whole new thing for me. So, yeah.
2: Damn, I'm going to try and find some videos of you performing that new song last night.
0: Oh, uh, it's fine. I'm sure it's, like, on Snapchat. Is it called it's Philly? To, it's called Philly. It's just called Philly. I don't know. Maybe, like, for the third album, I have to move somewhere else so I can, like a new song called Chicago, <laughs> Chicago. I don't know Yeah, I like to write about cities I guess I'm kind of like Sufjan Stevens in that way right. like image is such a huge thing when it comes to music and I don't know I think that's always been a big thing for me to separate Who I am on stage and like out there, and also who I am just like off stage and like as a person. I don't know. That's always been a a weird thing for me. Like, like, what's your take on it? Because I feel like I'm Shamir on off stage. Yeah, I feel that sleeping, alive, awake.
2: (laughs) All I was gonna say is like sometimes I feel like there is an i an ideal me or at least like way that I feel like confidence wise on stage that like some of the best shows have been and I think sometimes I like try and put on really feeling it when Mm -hmm. I'm not and I realize that or at least what works best for me is to just do me and like say whatever I don't have to like try and hype anyone up if I'm not feeling like that or like I don't have to crawl around and like be wild on stage if I'm just feeling like being still and you know Talking to people Or saying Well it. that's
0: my philosophy Like I I was I feel like Your image And your individuality As a musician Even as a person Comes with Just being yourself Because everyone's Everyone's snowflake Everyone's really different And I feel like When you're 100% yourself And like Not trying too hard Then you 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 know You have your thing yeah. Going for you
2: At least I mean there And then there's like Taylor Swift too Clearly there is so psycho separation yeah. between image and who I imagine she is. I mean, because no one's that, like, massive alone. She, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. <laughs>
0: I feel like when you're on a Taylor Swift level, just peer protection, you have to have that separation.
2: I feel like you kind of do both because you do, are you, I don't know, it's kind of seems like you've set yourself up to just be you on stage even though it is like it's massive at the same time Mm -hmm. it's cool I think it's special to be able to to do that
0: I don't know I can't even imagine men like on that kind of level because you have so many yes men you have so many people who think they know you when they really don't which I'm sure I definitely experienced I'm sure you have experience I can only imagine like someone on her level right would experience so I'm I'm sure there's a sense of two-facedness that you kind of have to have in order to, like, kind of protect yourself, which I get. But I feel like for, for where I am now, just kind of feels right just to, I don't know, just kind of just, like, be you and be open. And, you know, people love openness. You know, yeah. people feel a connection to your music because they feel a connection to you. And I think it's really important to, I don't know, allow the people that's like listen to your music and buying your music to feel like they have a connection with you, you know, like as I as I do at a lot of my shows and also what I did last night too, I like to hop into the crowd and like dance for the last few minutes of my song with people. Yes. like it's more fun for me actually, you know, because yeah. touring and like being a musician is like you spend a lot of time alone anyway. So if you you know have the chance to like go see people, talk to people yeah that that already, you know, feel like they know you and love you and already know like a lot of things about you that you probably never know that you knew. So it's, I don't know, I like it. I like being close to, to my fans and the people that listen to my music. I feel like they're all my friends.
2: Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. Was there like a scene where you grew up Mm-mm. or was it just you doing your thing? That's
0: the thing. That's the thing about Las Vegas. And I think that's the thing that for me as an artist now, and like, you know, a lot of people always say that, like, you know, my music has a lot of influences of everything and that's mostly because like you know when it comes to scenes there's a specific type of person a specific type of kid or whatever who goes to like these specific type of shows and like dress a specific type of way and like you know do the whole thing and like since there's no music scenes in Vegas I listen to music not really thinking about the person that listens to the music I was just like oh I like this and I'm gonna listen to it
2: yeah
0: and I think that really form my musical taste and like made me not really think about genre barriers.
2: That's cool. And, like stuff
0: like that.
2: Are you going to see Blood Orange in a little bit?
0: Queen's I mean, uh, Also, uh, Savages.
2: I just saw them walking by and it's just like causes like physical pain almost. They just look so sharp and dark, even just like...
0: But they're so warm. <laughs> like, I was like scared to approach them, but they're actually all very warm people. It's, That's nice. It's really great and surprising. Because I was really scared To approach them I'm like Is she gonna punch me? <laughs> <laughs> no but I, lo- I love them They're really great Cool Also label mates Yay beggars <laughs> It was great to talk to you Aaron It um,
2: was a pleasure
0: I, I feel kind of ridiculous That we had to Finally get to talk In this instance Because our schedules Are always super crazy
2: Maybe the best press Thing ever To like get a chance to hang out alone for 20 minutes.
0: yeah in, <laughs> in a, air <laughs> condition like a
2: cool room yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah thank you thank you for having me
1: I'm Elia Einhorn, and you've been listening to Shamir and Porch's Aaron Main on the Talkhouse Music Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher for upcoming Talkhouse Music Podcast episodes recorded at Pitchfork Music Festival, including Julia Holter and Broken Social Scenes' Kevin Drew, Spencer Tweedy and the band Whitney, and next week's pairing, BJ the Chicago Kid and Mick Jenkins. A big thank you to Pitchfork for hosting the Talkhouse at the Fest. This episode was recorded, edited, and co-produced by Mark Yoshizumi. Till next time,